0: Fake fake fakety fake.
1: Hi, I'm Jody.
0: I'm Caitlin.
1: And welcome to Imperial News, where I spend my whole week listening to the far-right podcast Rebel News, and then talk about Demon Semen with my friend Caitlin. Great. How are you, Caitlin?
0: <laughs> I'm okay. How are you doing?
1: You know, living living the dream that is uh COVID. So for the <laughs> you probably noticed this already. We've been on a hiatus for uh roughly 3 months i guess it has been uh with with the intent that some things were going to get better during this covid thing and they have not gotten better and i guess we're in the position where we've decided to move on with our podcast uh but in a more limited fashion so that it's a bit more manageable because i mainly i have a 2 year old at home that makes editing this podcast really difficult uh it's way more demanding of my time than i had initially fought when we were first going into this covid season. So but we're back, I guess, for the meantime. <laughs> How have yeah. you been in this hiatus, Caleb?
0: Um I'm okay. Um as you know, Jody, I've been dealing with some health issues. Yeah.
1: Um
0: some more serious health issues, so I've been trying to get that under control and of course it's like the worst time to have any health issue, right? So
1: yeah. <laughs> Yes. Like, <laughs> Probably the added stress of going to an emergency room right, room right now is probably in, intense.
0: Yeah. No, I'm kind of like, oh, why couldn't you been earlier?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the other thing too is like we missed we missed out on a lot of things, like the whole uh, Black Lives Matter uprising that occurred in the middle of the pandemic. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah. for our audiences, uh, we we both went to our own in London, Ontario. There was roughly ten thousand people, so that was fun.
0: Yeah. It was kinda crazy because like one week everyone's like, Oh, look at my bread posts making banana bread right? yeah. like spending <laughs> some time with the kids and the next next week it was like militant as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, and it's it's been pretty good. I wanted to mention because we didn't have the time then, that like I, I think a lot of people think about Black Lives Matter mostly in the contents of the United States, but even Our London police service, we have our own incident where a London police officer was found guilty of negligence in the death of an indigenous woman. And he is still right now, as of us recording this podcast, even though he was found guilty back in January, uh, he's still on the payroll of the London police service, which is uh, terrible and just a, a sign of how police get away with so much stuff and even get benefits when they've already been found guilty under the law, so uh, so keep fighting wherever you are, because police seem to be terrible no matter where you live.
0: Yeah, they fucking suck.
1: <laughs> well said, Caitlin.
0: Of course, other word
1: for it, they suck. Yeah,
0: I actually like went through this, like trying to think of like a good purpose for police, just to challenge myself to have a little thought experiment, it's and I fact. couldn't all <laughs> <laughs> right
1: i mean some of the things that they they might do is like other people can do it better which again proves that we don't need them yeah so but anyways, we will move on with the show since now we're at present day. Uh, we're not going to go over the past three months. Although I will say, I did listen to all of April, uh, his show, before I realized that it's going to be a while before we record again. And literally nothing happened in April. If you just want to hear Ezra say China is bad for a whole month, you can listen to the month of April. And that pretty, <laughs> pretty much summed that up completely. Uh, now what we're going to do moving forward is... because We're going to try to do these a bit more, uh, uh, I guess, tighter, but also have it so that I I can do less editing on it, which gives me more uh, at least an, an easier output so I can put these episodes out much quicker. So we're going to try to do that. And so... We're going to test run a version of the show today and see how tight and short it is and whether it's good going forward. But you're going to see we made some sort of like lineup changes, like we usually do our Imperial Roundup segment. And I'm hoping that we're going to do a bit more of a streamlined version of that rather than the hours long of debunking all the stupidity that Ezra says in a single episode. Mm hmm. We also, hopefully in the future, will do something more fun and interactive uh, that won't require any any editing, which is that uh, we're planning on doing like maybe live streams where we'll play one of Ezra's opening bits that I find particularly going and we'll get some of our patrons on a live Twitch stream commenting on it or something like that. So these are some of the ideas that we have uh, that we're thinking about doing in the future. And we'll let you know when those options become available when we start doing that. I think first I need to figure out how to use all this technology, which is, (laughs) I'm like a boomer in a 30 year old body, I don't know. (laughs) And now (laughs) we will shout out our patrons, and I just want to say thank you to everyone who stuck around uh, during the hiatus. I didn't think it was going to be this long, and uh, I'm very grateful that you cared to stick around even though we weren't producing uh, content in those three months. But We promise to make it up to you and and keep the show going. And so, with that, I'm just going to shout out all our patrons, even the one dollar ones that I think are only deserve. I think according to our Patreon uh, benefits list, you're only supposed to get one shout out, but we'll shout out all our patrons because they stuck around during the hiatus. So, at the one dollar a month level, thank you to Clara and Alex. You are members of the media party. Yeah, that is literally the definition of a media party. At the $5 a month level. Thank you to Durka, Darren, Sarah, Ryan, and Tim. You are the Laurentian elite of the podcast. You're talking about the Laurentian elites? Golding from Laurentian elites. Canada's Laurentian elite. At the $10 a month Mm -hmm. level, thank you to Nate and Nicholas. You are our two foreign funded environmentalists.
0: What's your message to
1: world leaders today? Uh, My message is that we'll be watching you. How dare you? And we now have a $20 a month patron. So thank you very much to Ken. (laughs) You, You are officially... Joe Pollock's interrupting cell phone. And had to basically start from scratch. Start from scratch. And that's crazy. Start from scratch. Testosterone flowing. Start from scratch. And that's crazy, crazy. Homeless people in LA have smartphones. So thank you very, 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 very much.
0: Yeah,
1: thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and now for the Imperial Roundup. Hello, my rebels. Hello, my rebels.
0: I'm a good boy.
1: I'm a weirdo. Covid is officially over in Canada. Good news. The coronavirus pandemic is over, according to Ezra, because Nova Scotia on Monday, July 24th had no new cases. And Ezra thinks this means that no one should be forced to wear a mask and everything should be completely open. Apparently, he is unaware that anyone in Canada with COVID could easily come to Nova Scotia, just like the several people who have now been infected in Nova Scotia since Ezra has made this episode.
0: Ezra states, without evidence, that excess deaths far surpass those who have died from COVID. It is true that there's a large number of excess deaths, But they do not surpass COVID deaths, and quite possibly are COVID deaths.
1: Ezra was banned from the Alberta legislature, and he blames the National Post, which he claims is no longer conservative. It's news to me. This means he is now pursuing another lawsuit. But he has also decided to lead a boycott against the National Post, encouraging his listeners to drop their subscriptions to the newspaper. Apparently, cancel culture is bad only when the left does it.
0: Ezra spends an entire show answering a listener's question. Why so many lawsuits, Ezra? Why are you always talking about yourself when you could be covering things like the Wee scandal? Of course, Ezra spends the entire show talking about himself and his lawsuits, possibly 25 of them. And they are all defensive because Ezra is truly a victim.
1: (laughs) In a conversation with Joe Pollack, we learn that Ezra is totally cool with police arresting and brutalizing citizens and activists, but the real victims are conservatives who are afraid to be racist at work for fear of losing their jobs. That is the real civil rights issue of our time, apparently.
0: Since a treasure, treasure trove of documents related to Ghislaine Maxwell have been unsealed, Ezra takes special glee in the fact that Bill Clinton apparently was on the pedophile Jeffrey Epstein's island. However, at no point does Ezra mention Alexander Acosta or Donald Trump and their involvement with Epstein or Alan Dershowitz, (laughs) (laughs) who's not looking good with the recent document release. For Ezra, it seems pedophilia is a team sport, only something to be angry about when it's happening to the opposing team, though.
1: Yup. So that's it. One of the things that I wanted to touch on that wasn't mentioned in that segment, but is somewhat relevant to the last point that you made, which is this thing that he's been doing lately, which is this thing where you you basically talk about a subject, but ignore a bunch of facts that might like point to the right wing being bad. So like in the case of Epstein, you have this instance where Ezra really wants to talk about the fact that the Clintons are likely pedophiles, right? Because mm-hmm. the Clintons have always been this boogeyman of the right way. And yet, we also know that Trump is connected in some ways to Epstein. And you would think that even Ezra's audience knows this, and yet they just refuse to talk about it. Which is interesting. Now, the same thing happened on another news item, which was that Ezra had a guest on this week named Alum Bakari, who is a writer for the Breitbart uh, I want to say writer because they're not really reporters at Breitbart, let's be honest. I mean, but he's he's a writer for Breitbart News. And he's on there to talk about the censorship of a video that was shared by Donald Trump Jr. In this video, a doctor is praising hydroxychloroquine as a COVID treatment, even though we know that the evidence shows that hydroxychloroquine is not a very effective COVID treatment. And Ezra and an alum talk about this video being censored and how they're all just these like, brilliant doctors, but they ignore all of the surrounding context of why this video was taken down. They don't even mention who the doctor is, or what other things this doctor might believe. Aside from being a doctor, Stella Emanuel, who is the woman in the video, also describes herself as a prophet and a destroyer of demons. Oh, I love it. And some of her most outlandish claims is that the presence of (laughs) demon semen causes cysts, and endometriosis. Endometriosis? I can never pronounce Endometriosis. It. <laughs> and that the government is actually controlled by literal aliens who are members of the Illuminati. I think she also said that most medicine contains alien DNA. Now, the thing. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it is amazing. It's like so many uh, ways to troll them have come out of this. But it's amazing to me because even when Ezra did this episode, all this knowledge was out there. But of course they never mention it at all on their show. It's simply the left is like all for censorship and this was such a reasonable doctor that they've silenced. Meanwhile, like the reason why she's silenced is because she's not speaking the truth and she believes in a bunch of crazy stuff. Yeah. Like demon (laughs) scene. And you can see why he wouldn't want to bring that up. Because as soon as you start talking about demon semen, no one's going to take you seriously.
0: What exactly is demon semen? Is it when you, like, well, resurrect <laughs> a demon and you have sex with it, so you have the semen of a demon in you? <laughs> or is it when you become possessed and then you have sex with a girl and, or whatever, or a guy, or whoever, and you put their semen in you, and so they become possessed? Or, or is it just like you're not really like a good person and maybe you didn't repent for your sins and so your semen is becoming tainted? So it's just this like, you know, um, euphemism for when you've sinned, really. And so you need to cleanse, cleanse sins, or else you have bad semen.
1: All I- right. You know I'm thinking that it gets applied to the last scenario scenario that you brought up which is just probably people having like extramarital sex or yeah. or premarital sex or something like sinful sex. But like I couldn't find any information specifically about like what constitutes demon semen or or else it's just like I don't know like uh uh like spirit ess- essences are having sex with you <laughs> when you don't know it and uh uh, ejaculating or, their demon semen into you. Or,
0: another idea that I have is, what if your soul astral projects and you accidentally go to hell and you have sex with Lucifer himself?
1: There. Well, right? then you create Damien and you make a movie out of
0: it? Yes, exactly. Like, is this what we're referring to? Like, is this, I need to know.
1: I, like... <laughs> It's just so frustrating because, like, I mean, we're laughing because it is so silly. Yet this was the president of the United States defending his son for posting this stupid video with a doctor promoting all these bogus health claims. And just because she has doctor in the name, the right wing gets to pretend like this is, you know, radical leftists censoring speech you know the radical leftists that work for twitter and facebook and then (laughs) and then not only that like still promoting bullshit like aside from the demon semen claim hydroxychloroquine doesn't do anything for covid and all you're going to do is injure people who think that this is the way to treat it
0: yeah there is this like porn star on (laughs) youtube
1: Know what I know talking. what you're talking about. Yeah, go on, go on. Tell the audience about this porn star. Yeah. On the, on the uh, I
0: don't remember her name. It was actually my boyfriend who showed it to me, which I'm like, of course, right? And uh, she, like, gets her guy friends to donate semen to her, and she drinks it because she says it's got a lot of good properties in it for you. She and also, sometimes yeah. she uses uses it as a facial cleanser and that's fucking disgusting. (laughs) Yep. And she's like promoting it and there's like videos of her like taking a spoonful of her friend. It's not even like her boyfriend's. It's like some guy donated this for me. (laughs) I'm like, okay, (laughs) weird. And so she's taking like a spoonful and she like describes the taste of it.
1: Yeah. There's like a lot of weird sort of, like, pseudo-medical practices that come out of semen for some reason. Like, the whole idea of, like, rubbing it into your face to somehow, like, cleanse your pores, which I joked about it. But, like, a lot of people believe that one, too. But even, like, you you shared with me this week this, like, video that Vic Berger, who anyone who doesn't know Vic Berger should check check him out right away. But he released a video of, like, some church where they were, like, I don't know, he was practicing his voodoo <laughs> magic, uh or yeah. ritual magic on this woman and like getting the demon semen out of her mouth. And of course it's just spit, but they're like, Look at the white fluid! Look at the white fluid
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and he was uh getting someone to play a saxophone yeah. <laughs> over the people he's doing um an exorcism too to get this demon semen out of Watch this. And he's, like, whispering to the people that are getting this exorcism, you molest, you rape, you molest, you rape. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's, uh, you can tell, though, like, what's happening here is, and we've spent a good time now mocking this whole idea that's widespread, apparently, amongst a lot of Woo uh, communities. But they know that if you start bringing that up, of course the woman in this video looks ridiculous. Which is why they do this segment completely not, like, avoiding the question. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like in the Epstein case, we're going to talk about Bill Clinton, and we're never going to mention Trump and Dershowitz, who have been involved uh, with Jeffrey Epstein as well. The last thing I I want to talk about before we uh, end the episode is this idea of masks. Now, when we were recording back in... Uh, March, when this first was coming down, we actually had our friend uh, and patron Ryan Armstrong on the show, and he, me and him had a conversation about masks and their effectiveness. And part of the thing at the time was that there wasn't a ton of evidence of masks being efficacious. There was some evidence in particular of like, if you are asymptomatic, it'll prevent you from spreading it. But a lot of the, the governments were worried that if you tell people to wear masks, they will wear them, but then not socially distance themselves. And so they were worried about more psychological reasons why wearing a mask might not be effective in various yeah. ways, right? And we talked about that, but it as like as evidence has come in, the scientists have moved on that question. And that's why you have a lot more mask recommendations coming down, because we now know that, that this virus tends to be an aerosol and hangs in the air for a while. And therefore, if you are asymptomatic and you don't know that you have it, wearing a mask prevents it from getting into the air and infecting other people. So they recommend that everyone wears masks. Now, when we started covering this back in March, Ezra was like mad at Trudeau. Why hasn't he made it sure that people have masks? Why won't they recommend masks? Look at Taiwan. Taiwan is like in a better position because they wore masks. And so we should do what Taiwan's doing. And yet now, three months into this pandemic, and Ezra is now complaining about people uh, mandating masks. And in fact, he had his lawyer on uh, Friday's show to basically tell people that there, so Rebel is now producing these cards that they want their audience to download off their uh, website, that tells you that you're like medically exempt from wearing a mask, and he's basically okay. encouraging his his audience to harass like store employees. He so here's the thing: is, he does say it's not the store employees' fault fault so please don't harass the store employees so like good on ezra for at least saying that but by creating these cards and like telling his audience to download them and cause a fuss what else are you going to do than have incidences where people are harassing store employees by saying i'm not gonna wear my mask yeah that and it's like again there's the hypocrisy of it but like I, I don't understand why he would be against masks at this point. It's almost like because Trudeau did not recommend it at the beginning, masks were a necessity to Ezra. And now that Trudeau is saying everyone should wear a mask, now Ezra is against wearing masks, which is insane. Are so, you shocked? <laughs> I, I am shocked a little just because I think in my head that he could have easily gone along with this like all you have to say is he should have he should have mandated masks in the first place and the reason why it was so bad in Canada was because he did a poor job and and you can keep up the China blame stuff and be like we wouldn't have this problem if it wasn't for the China virus Ah," right but instead now he's saying don't wear a mask and what good what good is that
0: I mean it fits in with his audience I think yeah, I like do, I think it's very on brand.
1: Yeah, I do wonder if he received pushback from his audience. Or there would have been conspiracy theorists in his audience saying that this is just a hoax. Or or it's to like put himself in line with Trump again, who's anti-mask and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, so that's exactly what I think he's doing.
1: I think as well, it, it's sort of like following the grassroots, and I think. He associates himself with a lot of, like, say, the yellow vests and stuff like this. And there's been these, like, ongoing anti-mask protests that have been happening.
0: Yeah, small yeah, think' is very on brand.
1: Yeah, they're small in numbers, but it could be a way of like tapping into that crowd, which tends to be more of those like weird libertarian types that think that wearing a mask is government tyranny. Yeah, I do wonder to any of those people though, like if mask wearing is tyranny why do you obey traffic laws like (laughs) i just i never understand this because it's like of course we have tons of laws that are for public safety because if we just had like complete traffic anarchy that would be terrible and people would die all the time yeah so wear a goddamn mask
0: (laughs) yeah no it's a good point I think it's just like a really obnoxious argument that people are making because it's like, like I've heard the the whole argument that like it builds carbon carbon dioxide <laughs> in the mask as if it's like just trapped in there, um, or that there's like no airflow coming through. It's like if you can breathe through the fucking mask, you you know the carbon dioxide can get get out of the mask you're not going to die from like carbon dioxide poisoning which people think that it's like reduced oxygen levels within the mask which is just absolutely bonkers and when you even show these people that that's not true uh they just always have like the argument of freedom of choice and that you're you're preventing their rights and the freedom to choose but at the same time, if you went and questioned these people about like, pro-choice issues, if you question these things about gay marriage, these are the exact same fucking people who don't actually believe in fucking freedom of choice. These are the people who uh, just want it their fucking way.
1: It's just weird that like they would draw the line on a mask during a global pandemic. Like That just seems like such a stupid hill to die on. <laughs> Little, to literally die on. You know?
0: Yeah, well I think it's because um, one is it's connected to like it's connected to this like cultural image of Chinese people and so I think when people are seeing that Chinese people wear masks a lot of times in public or when you have Chinese immigrants that come over or just like East Asian immigrants a lot of times because I think that's a bigger trend in East Asia to wear masks when you're sick right because it's a polite thing to be doing if you're sick don't spread don't spread your germ to other people and that's just a norm in that society and they they practice that norm when they come here so people start to associate chinese people with wearing masks and cuz they associate coronavirus with chinese people they're like oh the chinese are taking over and invading our lifestyle and our way of life in america right like that's yeah. it <laughs> there's just like this like I, if i wear a mask it's invading my lifestyle and who i am like, I've even heard people say, oh, I'm I'm a Canadian or I'm American. I'm not Chinese. I don't need to wear a mask, which is fucking stupid if you really break it down. But they have this, like, sense of it, like, it's almost like China coming in and ruining everything. And then you also have, like, the conspiratory people who don't even believe this is a real virus. It's just, like, all planned by China to, like, yeah, I... make the economy blow up. Not that it wasn't already doing that beforehand, right? Yeah. <laughs> so
1: I You know, the thing is, I didn't think about the racism angle until you mentioned it to me like a couple of days ago. Yeah. And it's weird that like, I, I don't hear that like argument in the sort of like mainstream coverage of the anti-mask people. They usually tend to lean on this idea that somehow wearing a mask is seen as like non-masculine to like these people where it's like it's a sign of masculinity you need to be like I'm tough I don't need a mask but then part of me is like there's ways of like conceptualizing masks in a way to be masculine like yeah. you know like bandits and like Mask crusaders and like stuff like this right not to say that like we need to be selling it this way but i always thought that that was like a a silly way of talking about the masks that it had anything to do with masculinity and i actually think that you're probably more spot on that if you ask these people it's probably like i don't want to do what the chinese do because we're canadian and we're not chinese yeah no that's
0: that's what i think it is it's like this idea of like oh why am I following China? Why am I following these countries and following their rules? And like that's what I've heard a lot of times. Um another thing too is you also get like overlap with like anti vax vaxxer groups, right, that just wanna completely deny science. And then you have people who think like doctors are a part of the elite and so just leftist puppets that are made to <laughs> oppress us, right? Like you like I've heard that many times and I think it's absolutely fucking silly but at the same time i do see it as a bit of a fault of people in academia who just stay in the ivory tower and don't actually promote science and see its political purposes and use
1: yeah i mean it's it's sad like because like i don't know what the solution there is either if i because like as someone who's tried my whole life to try to communicate with people like some people are just going to be a brick wall anyways and not receive this information and that's absolutely. It's just depressing. I mean, like, this is stuff I've been talking about for years about, uh, I mean, we had a show, not you and I, but I had a show before this called Being Skeptical with a friend named Mark. And we talked about anti-vax stuff all the time. And so it's just like sad to me that it's like, I would get pushed back from my relatives when... I would promote vaccines and stuff like this being like, why are you going to be so mean to people? Why do you got to shove things down people's throats? And like, now that this has happened, I'm like, maybe I was doing it because I wanted us to be smart when we entered a global pandemic to actually do what was necessary to save lives. And of course it's like, I just watch what's happening now and be like, no matter what I did, no one was fucking listening. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's very, uh, nihilistic it, it creates a sense of nihilism within me but at the same time it's like still got to keep trying <laughs> still got to hope that things are going to get better you know
0: yeah they will hopefully
1: <laughs> me too. i hope that it does too The government of Ontario released their back to school plan and it's terrible (laughs) so starting in September they've made it such that kids four and younger it's not mandatory or grade four or younger so grade four three two and one in kindergarten they don't have to wear masks it's not mandatory they're also not going to be socially distanced I think they're going to try to do one meter apart but here's the thing. If you have a classroom full of 30 to 40 students, how are they going to socially distance in a classroom? They can't. And the government is not doing anything to make that more possible. Right. You can think of many ways in which you could do like smaller class sizes. So like reduce the class load from 30 kids to 15 kids. Or you can uh, utilize empty building spaces to like do something, you know, yeah. Like, anything that you can to try to make this better. But in set, instead what the government has done was just like fuck it let's send everyone back to school like it's a normal school year and just mandate masks for children like in grade five and up. Which is, which is and, and like I've heard some people be like this isn't a problem because kids are the least likely to die from this thing. But here's the thing kids go home. Yeah, They come into contact with other people. Their teacher yeah. could be uh, 50 years old. In yeah. the age range where they could die from this thing. And imagine being a kid who like brought COVID to your teacher and killed your teacher.
0: like Yeah, no, I know.
1: And so, I mean, I've had to make the decision now that I'm going to be homeschooling my son, at least for the first half of next uh, school year. My kid's only in kindergarten, but uh, it's going to be rough. It's something that I didn't decide I didn't want to do. But at the same time, I I have a little bit more of the ability to do that. And it sucks that other parents who don't have those options are going to have to think, for one, think really long and hard about what they're going to do and then possibly have to send their child to this environment while being worried the whole time just because they have to work to make a living. Yeah. And it's disgusting. it's pretty shitty.
0: It's shitty, yeah.
1: And so... I mean I don't I don't have any uh, like direct action that one can do. I put out there to some people on social media whether or not they would support a teacher strike. And we just got over the teacher strikes recently for their actual like contracts. But this is the government is basically telling teachers to risk their lives in a way that I don't think is justified. And so it might be worthwhile to contact your teachers union and tell them that you would support them if they did do a wildcat strike, uh, citing the fact that this is you're sending people into an unsafe work environment, and uh, basically demand your government to come up with a better plan than whatever the hell this is, which is basically no plan at all. Uh, yeah. So go out and do it. If not for the people generally, do it for me, because my God, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't want to send my kid to a COVID factory for no reason. So, And with that being said, if you enjoy what you've heard so far, please give us a few bucks over on patreon.com slash imperial news. If you want to stay informed about what we're doing, you can also find us on Twitter at imperial news with a Z. We have a private Facebook group called imperial news. We also have a discord set up. You can find the link on our Twitter. Lastly, you can email us any questions at imperial.fake.news at gmail.com. Special thanks to my friend Mason Tickle for the transition beats. You can find his work at striatum.bandcamp.com. Thank you for still listening to us, even though we took a three-month hiatus during a global pandemic. So really, really, really appreciate that. And we would also like to stand in solidarity with Ezra because we too would like to boycott the National Post, especially until they fire Barbacanes. <laughs> Fuck
0: barbecue. Albumbia, Albumbia, how lovely are your wheat fields?